Hey Ponders, welcome back to another episode of Pause, Sip, and Ponder. Guys, I can't believe season 2 is almost coming to an end. I am super grateful for all of you guys who have stuck by my side, even throughout my inconsistencies this year. I'm just super grateful and it's really because of you guys that I still do what I do. And if you haven't heard already, this episode is a part of a new finale series titled Dear 2020 that I thought of last minute, but I'm just super excited to share it with you guys as you know this year was a great challenge for us all but despite the trials i think it's important to also acknowledge that we've been able to push through it as individuals and as a whole and i was inspired to gather reflection stories and lessons from some people coming from different lifestyles backgrounds and experiences and the purpose of this small project is to share pieces of hope and wisdom from others to bring a healthy and smoother transition to the next year and if you're one of those people who want to share their stories as well tag me at pauline.ponders with the hashtag dear 2020 on your instagram sharing your lessons or significant moments of this year now if you're ready sit back relax and let's just ponder today patrick delos reyes is joining me he is 34 originally from silver spring maryland moved to la and now lives in dallas texas He is a husband to his wife, Erica, loves Jesus, a proud Filipino-American, proud father of an Aussie doodle, and he has a clothing brand called Crescente Patricio, which we will talk more about today. And his work is phenomenal. By the way, I just want to say that right now. I actually grew up with Pat's family, so um, although my memories with Pat are very minimal because I was an infant, all the pictures and retold stories speak for it all. It was great. And thank goodness for social media um, because I've stayed connected with him. So this is basically our first full-on conversation ever since I was a child. Um, so I'm super excited. Thank you, Cleopat, for joining me. How are you? Of course. I'm great. I'm glad to be here on your podcast. This is an honor. So thank you so much. I'm like glad that this is so cool that this is how we're connecting back again in conversation is through this. This is cool. So before we ask, you know, the questions, uh, how do you spend your quarantine usually when you're not working? Man, um, I love to go out with my dog, with Corduroy. I'll take him on walks or we'll just play fetch. I just find a huge open field and we just go there, play fetch. He can run all day. I've read some books during quarantine. I've watched some TV shows on Netflix, Hulu all that stuff. I watch a lot of YouTube videos too, but that's usually, usually how I've been spending my time. It's been good. I've liked it. I've liked um, the a long time ish. Well, that's great to hear because of course, with what we're going to talk about, it's reflecting on 2020. And although there were a lot of circumstances, trials, tribulations throughout this year, I believe there are also some positive things that we can highlight as well. But let's rewind to the first couple of months of 2020. It might be triggering for some people, but for you specifically, Cleopat, um, Mm -hmm. were there any challenges when it came to you with your brand? Also, please speak in depth about what your brand is all about and how did it all start? Yeah. Um, so the brand, I started in 2017 in LA 
Um, I used to work for, I used to design for this denim startup. They were called One Denim. What was cool about them is they were a manufacturer first. So they wanted to, they were manufacturing denim for all types of brands for like True Religion back in the day to when I was there, they were doing um, like high-end denim from like Tom Ford to like when Rap Simmons went to Calvin Klein, they were manufacturing that stuff. But I worked in the factory because they wanted to start their own denim line. Um, and I was a designer brought in and I got to see and learn just hands-on the full denim process, start to finish, um, got to be involved from design, pattern making, branding, to washing and finishing all that stuff. So from there, I found these scraps that were in the um, factory called Shrink Blankets. They were wash tests. Brands would like cut a yard or two yards of uh, fabric off their rolls of denim and do a wash test to see how much it shrank. And that was information for like the pattern maker. But anyways, this these like scraps were just either like thrown away or they'd been sitting there for upwards of 10 years in that factory so hmm. I started taking some and started making stuff out of it and it was the first time I ever constructed something like myself I'm like I know how to design I know the construction process I've always wanted to start my own thing but it was always pretty scary to do to be to make something and then eventually put it out to be that vulnerable was scary um, and to think that I could actually make something was I didn't want to fail at it but I did it and the first thing I made came out pretty cool. And I was like, yo, I really like this. And I kind of got addicted to it. So it just snowballed from there to where I was like, I you know, want to make a brand out of this. Um, I really want to do narrative driven pieces, tell stories, um, you know, whether it be stories from my personal life or just like conversations I'm having with God and putting those revelations into the pieces yeah, I started it that way and brought it out here to Dallas. And the beginning of the pandemic hit. Um, and what I think the beautiful thing about what I do is that I um, am so small right now that I do mostly everything myself, start to finish from the pattern making to the fabric cutting to sewing, uh, all of it. So... I know I was listening to some other podcasts and listening to some designers that were like, uh, everything stopped for me. Cause like, I don't know how to sew. I don't know how to pattern make. I have, I outsource all that stuff. And it's just like, they're kind of sitting around and I, for me, I, stuff didn't really stop. I just like kept making stuff. I actually sold a lot, a lot of stuff during the pandemic wow. was like really odd to me. I was like, people are buying stuff. I'm like, Why do you think it's because right a lot now? of people are online and seeing your stuff more I think so I mean yeah people were just drawn to being online and then I was still just putting out pieces I'll do a lot of like one-off pieces or just like make two or three of something because that's just the nature of how I can make things because of my limited uh, amount of fabric and then I was still putting out content on Instagram trying to make creative content to promote people staying at home staying indoors but still providing something creative and inspiring to look at while they're scrolling through Instagram. And I think that kind of something that I think people started to shift to was like local brands and local shops, local small businesses and wanting to support that and also relying on the importance of 
like small businesses. Mm. I think that's something that might transcend into the future is just like people really, if something were to happen where maybe, I don't know, the internet got shut down and all we can do is rely on what's locally around us. I think that will start to take an importance and people will really want to know who are local makers, local farmers, um, local anything. So it was, it was a trip at first to just kind of see everything shut down. It was weird. I think we're all like, okay, this is going to be for a few weeks. And then it just kept going. But I think naturally I just get sucked into these creative holes and I, I'm fortunate that I can just work from home already. I have mm-hmm. like a studio in our house. So I just kept creating. I just kept making stuff, made new things and just interacted with people online still through the brand and fortunate that I have been honing in on my skills and trying to perfect my craft during this time. So it was good in that sense. That's amazing to hear. And I think you with that work ethic can really translate to everything in life, you know, to work with what you have. You started for something some so small. You worked with mm-hmm. what you found what was right in front of you. And then mm-hmm. you created and developed something that you imagined and came mm-hmm. true. And I think you can really use that in all parts of life, right? Yeah. For Buy sure. Something, pray for it, you know, yeah. work at it. You know, no mm-hmm. matter what the circumstances are around you or the limitations, you are able to work with it. And not only yeah. just like work against it, but work with it. Cause I think sometimes you can go into like a artist block for someone who mm-hmm. used to do art a lot. I would always run into those artist block, but I think it's only when we like highlight, okay, I'm not able to do this because of this, because of this. Yeah. You know? But yeah. Um, I'm so glad you kind of saw that silver lining and saw yeah. the positives out of that. Um, Did you learn anything uh, within that process uh, throughout these months? Did you learn anything about yourself specifically? Doesn't have to be as an artist, but as an individual. I think, I think I discovered that I'm, I'm an introvert Mm -hmm. Um, in the sense that like, I think I really do just get recharged by being alone and just like having time to myself. I mean, I love people. I love social settings. I love interacting and talking and even being in like big group settings. But, you know, a lot of people, I remember like, I don't know, a few months into it, were like, yo, I need to see people. I need like gatherings. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm actually, <laughs> I feel great. Like, you know, the, the global situation is terrible. And, you know, but I was like, just from like a, meant like a mental standpoint I was like uh, I'm good being (laughs) by myself and just kind of with my sewing machine and just making stuff all day like I learned I was like man I think because I don't know we have a lot of event we had a lot of events before it Mm. before right before the pandemic we were in Italy for a friend's wedding like we got back and stuff shut down when we were in Italy like the outbreak started to happen in Italy and then we're always just with people and I'm all, like stuff with church and just like trying to go to different events around town. And I was just like, man, being at home feels mm-hmm. really great. <laughs> uh-huh. So I think that's something I learned about myself. And then a lot of stuff with marriage. Um, I think 
you know, Eric and I are just, we're used to occupying the same space for a while. I know I had a lot of friends where both of their jobs caused them to travel a lot. And this was like the most time they've ever spent with each other. And it was just eye-opening. And there's a lot of things that they had to learn in their marriage. And I think for us too, and just navigating each other's spaces and she's constantly on phone calls all day. And I had this loud sewing machine going and even just being in the same space with each other, um, learning to communicate in new ways with, with her. It's been great though. You know, it's been growth. Yeah. That's a big word growth. And I think, I hope a lot of us experience that too. I think even though we feel like a lot was taken out of our lives Mm. and I feel like maybe it was because it was, there was something else that was supposed to be there or it had to be misplaced, you know, or something that had to be refocused or prioritized on, you know? So that's awesome to hear. Um, Were there (laughs) any changes in your craft um, or any inspirations you had gained? Um, If so, what are those? Like, did you have any seminal experiences? I think I was, I would get caught up in trying to make new stuff and do new things all the time and Mm. think that like, if I put it out on Instagram, it's old and I need to just like do something new. But like the fact of the matter is, it's like most people still haven't even seen like the very first thing I've, you know, ever created and just kind of like being focused, like simplifying and just not trying to do so much, but focus in on like, okay, I have some stuff here that's, that's good. And to just like really perfect those things. I'm like, can I get better at making this piece? I'm like, yeah, I can. I was like, can I do it in different colors? Can I do it in a different way? Can I reinterpret it? Can I like, let me just simplify and not think just because something's on social media, it's, it's old and that, you know, it needs to be moved on from, but there's a lot of those things that still need to be revisited and still can be perfected and that I can still learn a lot through those quote unquote old pieces. Mm. So I like that. I think that's how we get like artists burnout. It's Mm because we try to keep up with the trends or what we think people Mm -hmm. will really like um like the comp the common I guess thinking of trends and what everybody's into but yeah I think that's what leads us into artist block instead like what you did um I really like your creative process where you really reflect on your past and then how you can incorporate that into your future because I think Mm -hmm. people are always trying to do the next best thing (laughs) yeah for sure or try to be yeah. original, which I personally think isn't really a thing. Like we all just yeah. influence one another and For inspired sure. by other people. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely like yeah. I, I I think when when we strive too much, it's evident in our mm. work. Yeah, so, you'd rather put out something that you're like really proud about and worked, mm-hmm. you know, kept your time with it rather than trying to put out as much work as you can. Yeah, just yeah, to yeah. Fill in spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Just do awesome. one thing. Do it. Do it well. Do it the best you can. Exactly. With this talent that you have, this gift that you have, do you 
believe or feel like you have a responsibility as an artist in our society or your community? Um, If so, what kind of impact would that be? I think the responsibility I have as an artist or maybe even all artists, I think is to be as honest as we can and to just really be, you know, I think when we try to make original things, I think, I think what we're really trying to do is just make honest things. And I think it's a responsibility of mine to be honest and to, to put my perspective into what I do. I think also if I take reference from something to acknowledge that reference and not be like, no, I didn't, I'm not inspired by Raph Simmons, Calvin Klein collections. Like I'm very inspired by that stuff or like, you know, different designers or different Japanese, you know, inspirations. Like I think that, and I think also like, I think I've, you know, everything I do is upcycled denim, you know, taking stuff that was used for something else and just making it into something new and trying to reduce waste in this world and trying to you know fashion Mm -hmm. is the number two polluter in this world there's so many clothes that fill landfills that pollute our earth and well you know I think it's my responsibility also to translate that over into my regular everyday life as much as possible and trying to reduce waste in how I consume as well um I think I also have a responsibility to help my local community um, through this, through, you know, a charity that I do some things with out here called Behind Every Door, like just trying to pour into the community around me and trying to leave a legacy or just trying to inspire others around me and just always be an open book for people and never be so closed off if someone wants to know something the fa- I don't the fashion industry can be very closed off mm. and people don't want to share because they're like you're going to steal my ideas or you're going to you know it's, it's like this competition everyone's trying to be the best or whatever I'm just like I'm not I don't care to be the best like I want to be the best me for sure but I don't care to be the best and I think to just always like have it be something that can serve others as a responsibility I take on as well that's amazing and I'm sure you're it's just the beginning for you also oh uh, yeah yeah um, even though I know you probably put a lot of time and effort and energy <laughs> and sweat into what you do I'm mm. I personally like generally are, am very um inspired by what you do like seeing your videos of how it all starts and where it goes and how it like the end product is amazing um, my boyfriend is crazy about your work, actually. Oh, After really? I showed him. Yeah, he's really into like minimal stuff like that and just yeah. upcycling things. So, yeah, I think I really Thanks, see man. a great future for your brand, honestly. Um, and you're so talented. Um, Thank you. For you, what are some, I don't really like saying like resolutions, but what are intentions or goals you have for the next year as we approach 2021? Um, anything you're looking forward to? Um, intentions, what I'm looking, I mean, I'm looking forward to the day we don't have to wear masks <laughs> outside anymore, for sure. Also, guys, he, he makes masks, too. So uh, Yeah, if you want some <laughs> denim patchwork masks, 
hit me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I kind of want to take that off my website. I'm like, yo, I'm tired of making masks. I'm tired <laughs> of these masks. <laughs> um, Business-wise, like I have goals to grow, get a studio, grow a bit bigger. But as far as just like personally too, like I think a theme of like just simplifying has really just been playing a part that word like this year I think with a lot of um so much going on just with people who are like mess no mess or the whole like you know social injustice that's been going on you know in our country and there's so many voices all around us um it's so easy to get pulled in every which way and especially if people are really charismatic and speak really well like you want to like sometimes I find myself like flip-flopping on stances that I have and Mm. just trying to simplify what I give my attention to um and who I'm being informed by and just I mean there's really making sure I hear from the Lord more than any other voice in this world Mm. um is a big thing for me going into the new year and just the rest of my life I'm just like I'm like there's so much noise I'm like who do I who do I listen to (laughs) And I'm just like, man, just simplify, just simplify and go back to the source. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a lot of like, I think we evaluated a lot in our life this year. It's all about Mm -hmm. picking out what is not needed and focusing on what's really important, as well Mm -hmm. as when you say like social justice issues, right? Yeah, which Um, is super important. Social media is like, has become although it has become a great source for information sometimes <laughs> um yeah, then, right. like also just people are really worried about like being correct as to yeah. coming together and having that like common ground and yeah. finding that medium together you know so yeah with you as an artist being honest is an, a great example of how that can bring change as well great future great future for all of us Uh, yes (laughs) which do you have any encouraging words last words to send to other artists um you know for the year or just in general keep creating because i don't know if the whole world needs to know about everyone's creativity but maybe like your world the Mm. world around you might really need it even if it's just your own family or your friends, your circle, your, your community, there might be, I think it's always just like focus on your immediate reach where you can reach. And, you know, I think create, start creating for those people and just create for creation's sake, Mm -hmm. especially wanting to turn creativity into a business. Like, you know, it's what I'm doing. It's sometimes, I know some creatives can get caught up in just like this has to make money and you know the stresses of that and then the freedom of creativity gets lost and you stop creating honestly and you start copying and you start wanting to do what everyone else is doing because that's what's getting the most traction on Instagram and I think to take care and protect your creativity I read um this book called Big Magic. Um, what's the author's name? Elizabeth something. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Mm. Um, 
but she wrote a book called Big Magic on creativity. And she said that it is our duty as artists to protect our creativity and to never demand that our creativity take care of us. Mm. Um, to be like, hey, creativity, you need to pay my bills. You need to pay for my children's college tuition. Creativity, you need to do this and that for me. And it just kind of takes away the freedom to create. So if we can get to a place where we can protect our creativity, whatever that looks like, maybe it means never turning it into a business and just keeping it as a hobby, kind of like what you're saying with with this podcast. This is like almost like you're created creative outlet and taking care of it almost like having that other job so you can create and you can't that it might be like man I wish I didn't have this like this full-time or part-time jobs that I have to work I wish I could just create all the time but that those three part-time jobs can help protect your creativity too so protect your creativity yes I love that and especially when you say, you know, with the business, mixing it with business, it should always, you should always have passion first at the top. Yeah. And sometimes if we get swayed to the business side of things, then our, our big why, um, the question why deteriorates and like gets, like disappears in the air when that happens, because mm-hmm. we're just running on a treadmill at that point. We try to figure out like, why am I so not happy <laughs> while well, I'm yeah, so depressed sure. while I'm doing something that I'm supposed to love but right so yeah I can totally relate to that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also I think it's good to point out too that not everyone's journey um in creativity and as an art as an artist is the same I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of comparison going on like my, yeah. my lifestyle Sheesh. has to look this way like, yeah. you know, the lifestyles in LA, I, I'm oh, sure man. as a resident there, you can see, I've never been there, but just from, you know, from um, mm-hmm. telling me that it's a lot of like, people are influenced by other people's lives on my life has to be yeah. like this. I have to make 100%. money. I have to eat like this. I have to do this yeah, to yeah. get where I want to be because it seems to work for everybody, but it yeah. doesn't. And people can find happiness through, you know, like you said, me doing this podcast, but having a full time to manage with that, you know, Mm -hmm. I still find happiness within that lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Comparison is kills everything Mm -hmm. and everything is not as it seems. (laughs) LA, LA, there's a lot of smoking mirrors. (laughs) There's a lot of people fronting out here. (laughs) So, you know. Do you listen to Andy Mineo? Yes, that, all the time. That's my workout. Did, yeah, I freaking love Andy Mineo. He <laughs> said uh, in what, that new song, Celebrate, mm. he said, don't let don't let your food get cold looking at somebody else's plate. I'm like, oh, mm. that's so good. Thanks for that, Andy. Thank you, Andy. You saved a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. him live once. Amazing. Oh, really? Live as well. Dang. He's dope. <laughs> Super dope. Super him. underrated. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, yo, there should be a lot more streams on these songs. Like, what in the world? Well, thank you so much, Cleopat. Can you yeah. let everybody know where they can find you and if there's anything to look out for? Um, 
my brand page is at crescente.patricio. Um, may, I don't know. Will you put that in the show notes? Oh, it's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of, okay. It's, it's difficult. I know. I know. And the website is cpatricio.com. Uh, my personal page is crestpatrick underscore DLR. Follow me there. Um, yeah, I'm about to do some a new video lookbook coming up in the new year. Kind of just doing new photography stuff for the pieces. Have some new pieces out. Some new accessories that I'm going to be putting out. A bag, a beret. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have some new core basic pieces that I made that are going to get put up on the web shop. I'm always making one-off pieces. So if you want a one-of-a-kind jacket, um, keep a lookout because everything's very limited. At most, I have five of a piece. So yeah, if you want a one-of-a-kind denim piece, look it up. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you, Cleopat, for doing this. Thank you. This was amazing. Thank you, Colin.